Hey, this is Ryan Chapman from Fixture Funnel with another of our interview series. I've really enjoyed these. And today I have a really special guest, Johan Noguera. Johan, you're kind of a, you've got a really neat story. You've been a, a customer of Fixture Funnel for a couple of years, and that's how you got to know me and I got to know you, at least that we exist. We just are talking for the first time here today. What people may not know is before we start talking on the podcast, we always have a before the podcast recording interview where we kind of just talk and get to know each other a little bit better. And I was just really compelled by your story. You you are a business owner that's running four businesses, which you know people talk about that. But as you went through each of the businesses, these are four legit businesses, not four hobbies that we're calling businesses. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your story. I think it's very interesting and, and educational for business owners in general. Fantastic. I'd love to. And thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be here. And by the way, my first interaction with you was I received a box in the mail and I opened this thing up and there's this beautiful cookie I think there was two cookies in there along with your book and I opened it up I was so excited that it was you know direct mail works you, you know you had it all set up through your automation and to this day two years later I still remember getting that box going oh my god this is freaking amazing I have to do this for all of my clients <laughs> I appreciate so, well that. done Oh, you know, that's, it's um, interesting oh. how little it takes to show people that you appreciate them, you know, as a customer. Oh, for sure. And over the years, I've sent so many people there. Anybody who ever talks about, you know, text message automation, I'm like, just get a picture funnel, man. You've got to get those cookies. Try those cookies. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate it. We appreciate it. But yeah, go, go into your story. And, you know, I yeah, didn't get sure. to ask you this before we started to record but you mentioned that you started in agricultural science. Correct. That's what correct. got you from there to doing what you, your first business started to do? Because it kind of seems like that doesn't match up at all, right? Uh, it completely does not match up. So I was doing agricultural science and climate change and secondary biofuels. I was doing my PhD out in this remote town. There's 14,000 people there. And I was, I was traveling there you know, during the weekend. So it's a four-hour drive out there. Uh, sorry, I was traveling there during the week and on the weekends I'd come back home. Now when I came back home, I had a girlfriend and so I proposed to her. In Australia we have um, scholarships for our PhD. So I was on a $20,000 a year scholarship and okay. people told me, hey, you're getting engaged. You have to spend half your money on this, you know, on, on your engagement ring. Me being the <laughs> young, silly, impressionable person, I went and bought this diamond ring for $10,000. And at that point in time, it's a lot of money because I didn't take into account fuel, you know, my living costs or anything. I just went, oh, I make 20000 a year. I'm going to go buy 10000 or 10000 <laughs> Anyway, three months later, I paid this thing off because I did a three-month payment plan. And I see this ad online saying with the, pretty much the exact same ring, diamond ring that I just paid ten grand for for $2,000. Oh, I went, no. wait, what the hell? So I said, it's got to be a fake. So I buy it on my credit card. It arrives. I take it to the jeweler who just charged me that $10,000. And I said, what do you think of this? And he goes, oh, wow, I'll give you $5,000. I went, oh, that's interesting. Now, mind you, $400 a week was my wage at this stage. So he just offered me $5,000. I just made $3,000. I was like, wow, that's amazing. Hell yeah. Here you go. And so sold him the ring, took that $5,000, went back to this website where I bought the diamond ring from, bought more of these, came back to him, sold him more stuff. And and I think it's about six months later, I end up with a duffel bag filled with about $200,000 worth of diamonds by just <laughs> buying, buying and trading. And, and here I am, this, you know, everybody knows what, uh, that I'm a PhD student and that I'm on a scholarship, except every weekend I'm shouting the entire pub, you know, drinks are on me, your dinner's on me, I'm buying everybody food and everything like that. And everybody's going, there's something wrong here. This guy has to be a drug dealer. There's no way in hell he can do this. So that's, that's oh. sort of how I got, it. I got a little taste for business. And then soon as my, you know, my PhD was coming along, I just couldn't, it's a very solitary life. And I'm a social person. And then one day we ended up on this yacht and we're on a conference, a, a science conference. And I said, I can't wait to own a yacht. And one of the scientists who's 65 years old said, there's no way in hell you're ever going to earn a yacht on a, on a scientist's wage. I went, oh, well, that kind of messes <laughs> up my plans. <laughs> and, you know, a couple of other instances happened. And I went, holy shit, I need to get out of science. This is not going to give me the lifestyle that I want. Yeah. 
and at this point in time i've discovered tony robbins and you know i'm like i can achieve anything so um <laughs> i i started you're off to the races huh? yeah 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 i built and this website that i was buying all these items off but i had an affiliate program so i signed up to their affiliate program now i didn't even didn't even have to buy any product all i had to do was generate traffic to the website and i was making you know 15 percent commission now the average spend was a thousand dollars that people spent on this website so i was making 150 dollars from a now this is 2007 mind you i was spending 20 cents on the ad on the click and i was making 150 dollars so oh, now, if, if they thought I was a drug dealer, now they, now they think I'm a freaking tycoon, right? Because <laughs> now I'm just turning, like, it's literally just churning money. It's insane. And 2007, Facebook was very young. And all I was doing was targeting people who were 25 to 35, who were in a relationship. And my ad said, buy diamond rings 90% off. And people were just clicking, clicking, clicking. And if they, if they didn't buy the diamond ring, they'd buy jewelry for themselves. So it was pretty good. And so from there, I went into CPA marketing. So cost per acquisition, we were doing it for all the banks. So we were generating leads for credit cards. So if you went into Google and typed in, you know, Commonwealth Bank credit card application, my ad would be at the top. And this is, CPA is much more lucrative than just affiliate marketing because you're getting paid per lead. So the CPA sure. network would pay me about $200 per lead I was generating. And on Google, my click would cost me $6. So 10 people clicked on it and I got a 10% conversion, it cost me $60 and I was making $200. So my, my profit is $140. And there was, you know, 1800 searches just a month, just for that one keyword. And so I had all these campaigns going by now. I've got, you know, this house and cars and in my early twenties, partying, drinking too much. And then my parents came up to me and said, you've quit your PhD. At this stage, I quit one, one month before handing it in. And they said, what are we going to do? All the other families are embarrassed. We can't, you know, we don't know what to tell the other families. Now, in my, in my ethnicity, having a, a, a title means a lot. So I was like, okay. Got it. So I built a, built a digital agency. And then I was like, okay, cool. You know, hey, we can buy these templates of Paintforest for 75 bucks. So I can, and I actually loved building a website, bringing a vision to life. So I'd sit down and build this thing. We'd charge $500. And at this stage, it's not about money. It's about the satisfaction of bringing something to life. It would take yeah. me a month to build a website. And I was like, yeah, oh my God, look, I built a website. And yeah, <laughs> one month to build a website for 500 bucks, it does not make economical sense. But it was like a passion slash hobby. And soon I found all these other people who loved doing it better than me. And they were way better than me. And they could do it in about two days as opposed to my one month. So then I said, oh, I can, I can outsource this. So I went up to all the agencies in Melbourne. And that's where I lived, Melbourne, Australia, and said, hey, I can build these things better than you, faster than you, cheaper than you, and at a better quality than you. Send me the work. And so they sent me the work. We gave them a free trial, and they loved it. And so now to this day, 10 years later, we have, you know, 36 agencies that send us work all day, every day. And we have 92 families, a team of 92. And so 92 families are getting fed because of that one little thing all those years ago. That's um, great. So that's that's business number one. Business number two, I moved into this, <laughs> moved into this apartment. Now, see, my philosophy is I am a bumblebee. So bumblebee, I don't know if you, if, if, do you know what a bumblebee is, by the way? Because I know what it is, but I don't much about it. <laughs> so a bumblebee, its body to wing ratio means that it should not be able to fly. Its body is way too big right. for its wings. And so it shouldn't be able to fly, but it still flies because nobody told it that it shouldn't be able to fly. <laughs> so uh, business number two this guy you know i'm living in this building i keep getting these pieces of paper under my door every day that's their notification system by the way this is 2012 now uh, notification system that hey my windows are getting cleaned, my carpets are getting cleaned. i went up to the building manager i said how much is this costing he said it's a three hundred sixty-five thousand dollar a year exercise mm -hmm. where somebody's walking around the building putting these papers under the door and I just went, wow, I can fix this. I said, hey, why don't we build apps for the building? Now, app technology was just coming around at this age. Yeah. And he goes, I don't know what that means, but you're a brown guy. So I'm sure you can build that stuff. Can you build <laughs> me a building management system? I said, oh, hell yeah, I can build you a building management system. And so we took six months. We reverse engineered all the other building management systems that there were. And I built this management system, showed it to him. He goes, I love it. He goes, tell him, you know, let's show it to the Honest Corporation. 
I show it to them. They're like, holy, this is amazing. Let's, let's have that. And he goes, why don't you tell them about your app idea? He was actually mocking me when he said this. And so I told him, I said, all right, I'll tell you about my app idea. And I told him about how we can do notifications. We can create a community. We can create all these cost efficiencies in the building. And they went, wow, we love that. We'll have that too. I'm walking out the building. He comes chasing me and goes, dude, how much money did you just make? I said, I did all right. He said, how about we become business partners? He goes, I control all these other buildings. I've got a huge portfolio. I don't know anybody who does tech. You're a tech guy. Let's partner up. So we partner up. I go, hell yeah, let's go for it. What a ride. We partner up. Two years later, he goes, hey, man, I'm going to retire. He's 70 years old. I'm like, oh, man, we just built this amazing tech. We've got all these case studies. We had the best, the premium buildings in Melbourne running our systems. And you want to retire? He's like, yeah. So I have a problem now. My problem is he's the sales guy. I'm the tech guy. I'm not a sales guy. So I yeah. sit there and I don't know what you believe, but I said, universe, please, I need something. I cannot go door to door selling this tech to these buildings. And I get a phone call from these guys the next day going, Johan, we've been trying to copy your systems for the last two years. We can't do it. What's it going to take to partner with you or to buy you out? I said, well, you can't buy me out, but I'm interested in partnering up. Let's have a chat. So we sit down, we, we have a chat, and these guys start talking to me about numbers that I'd never heard of before. They told me about how they want to build this company into a hundred million dollar company. Now, at this stage, my money mindset still could not comprehend this. I couldn't imagine what a hundred million dollars even looks like. I had to write it down on a piece of paper going, how many zeros is that? Holy shit. You know? <laughs> and so I said, yeah, let's, you know, let's do this. And I, I said to them, I go, dude, you know, my company at this stage is doing a million bucks. I go, am I going to be a hundred times more stressed than I'm currently now? And they go, no, 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 we don't build businesses like that. We build businesses in the proper strategic way. And nobody had ever said that to me before. And I said, wow. I said, let's do this. Let's go on this journey. And so we go on this journey. And in four years, and this took me two days a week, four years, we built that company to a $20 million a year revenue. And wow. it was the most incredible thing. And I went, wow, the way that we built that company it was extra, everything that we did was strategic. We created amazing joint ventures with the right people. Now, just to give you a little bit of backstory, one of my business partners in this business, this, this five of us who built this business, one of the business partners, he bought a company that was turning over $6 million, which is in our industrial area just around here. And he, he bought it for next to nothing because they were actually, they turned over $6 million, but they were spending $7 million a year. So there's too many companies out there that are, you know, what's it called? There's vanity numbers. Oh, yeah, 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 we do this amount of money. But yeah, what's your actual profit margin? So they were losing money. So he buys it, him and his uh, partner for next to nothing. And they flip it around. And in four years, they turn that into a $700 million a year revenue company. And then he exits at this stage. So, you know, him telling me that he wanted to build a $100 million company, he's like, Johan, I could do this in my sleep. I'm like, all right, interesting. Now, that company that I just told you about that he took to 700 million, it is now on the stock exchange for $1.2 billion. This company, wow. what they do is they produce hand creams. So, you know, lotions and creams for your face. And they did one joint venture. So joint ventures is a passion of mine. They did one joint venture with a pharmacy company in the, what do you call it, in the UK, who has a distributorship of 2,500 pharmacies. So that one deal has now increased their market cap by so much more. So one of, our, one of my philosophies is you're only one deal away from changing your entire life. That's so, incredible. But, so that's, that's company number two. And company number two now, I've you know, systemized. Okay, now you got to stop here for a second. Because I think most people, they're hearing this and they're going, is this guy for real? Because to have one company that does well is, is a big thing for a lot of people to have a second company that seems out of nowhere to just, you know, rocket up to $20 million a year company two days a week almost seems unreal for people. Now you're going to tell us about two more. <laughs> Go ahead. Exactly. Go ahead. Cause I already heard the story, so I know it's good, but uh, you know, I, I think some people at this point are going, well, I can't even believe this. Who's Ryan got here? <laughs> it's it. Well, and when I tell the story, I sit here thinking, Holy shit. You know, I, I, just, you almost can't believe it to, yourself, trying, huh? Trying to trying to build five hundred dollar websites and learn about technology, and this is how it you know went into media buying and all this stuff. And 
business is just business changes the world. So my philosophy is every business owner out there has the power to change the world. And it's not the governments that change the world. They just, they're there to, you know, to regulate <laughs> and hold and cut uh, creativity. Business owners can literally overnight just change, pivot one little thing and you can change your entire trajectory. Well, we see it all life. over the place, don't we? It's, we certainly do. And I'm just, I'm just so excited. You, you know, I've got chills when I talk about this stuff because it's so exciting for me. Yeah. Um, so while I'm enjoying this amazing success, this is how company number three was formed. Two of my friends, unfortunately, took their lives. And this had a huge impact on me because one phone call, you know, one conversation could have literally changed that, changed their lives. At the funeral, there's 500 people there for one of them. And it's not just about them. It's the amount of other families that got impacted by this one decision. And that one decision could have been changed if, if I could have had that one conversation. And so I was devastated by this. And especially because cash flow problems are so easy to solve. And I'll get to that in a second. But, you know, that's... So is that, is that what happened with these two guys? Is both of them found themselves in some cash flow, flow crunches and they couldn't make comes any down. way out of it? Exactly. So cash flow issues led to their businesses being in trouble, led to their taxes being overdue, led to them fighting with their families, with their spouses. And it just sort of, you know, there was a domino effect. And then from that, it just cascaded into a place where they couldn't see, you know, any, any way to come back. And then the staff starting to leave and then projects failing because they couldn't deliver. And that's just, unfortunately, that's what they did. So uh, any of us, we've all sort of experienced tiny little bits of that where, you know, you can yeah. see deadlines getting missed, et cetera, clients getting pissed off and all of that just compounded on top, which made, made their lives unbearable. And so that's, that's what happened there. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. so, you know, that caused you to do something to form the third yeah. business, which is not yeah. as interesting because this business is a nonprofit. Correct. It, it's cost me more money than it's made. <laughs> it's definitely a not profit business. It's, it's not officially a not for profit. It's just, uh, <laughs> it's Johan paying for it right now. And it is built just before I get to what it is. Yeah, I was at a I was at a seminar, and this one of my friends said, "Look, you got to come to a seminar." I haven't been to seminars in more than a decade since I started my business, and I go to the seminar, and it's just one full day of just pitching, 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 and I'm just sitting there getting more frustrated, more frustrated, and I make friends with the person sitting next to me. She's a 65 year old lady. She's about to buy this package of this dude on stage who's selling 800 hours of audio on how to make money on eBay, and I'm like please, please don't do that. Cause you know, it's yeah. each hour of each hour of audio takes about eight hours to implement. And he's selling you 800 hours. You're never going to be able to implement this. And she said, I'm not as young as you, you know, I don't have enough time. This is, this is my legacy. She goes, I've left my children nothing. And this is my final bit that my final chance to make something of myself and make my family oh, 65 years old. And she had $26,000 in the bank account and she goes and hands over $25,000 to this guy. And I was cringing. And this is unfortunately the sad part of the business education industry in yeah. Australia. And I suspect it's over there as well. No, it's, yeah. it's everywhere. And yeah. And these, these guys are trained in NLP to extract money from audiences and, you know, sell them hopes and dreams, even when they are not doing what they claim to do. And yeah. so that really, really agitated me. And I said, man, there's all these charlatans, snake oil salesmen out there claiming to be business coaches, claiming to be business gurus, when they haven't actually built a proper business. They don't even, their business is selling stuff. And so yeah. I was like, wonder what I could do if I could actually educate my community. And so we built a business called Business Authorities. And this business was built with all, all the people who were experts at what they do. I, I'm not an expert at everything. I'm a great sure. deal maker. I can, I know how to, you know, show value, create value, et cetera, and make sure that there's a win, win, win for everybody. But I'm not the tech guy. I told you about the Bumblebee story. I have, I own a software development company. I've never written a line of code. <laughs> <laughs> 
I have my skin color as my advantage, <laughs> but that's pretty much it. So from, you know, from that, I recruited 10 people. I said, hey, this is what I want to do for the community. I want to run an event. I want to have no pitching from stage, and I want to give the audience your best strategies on how they can increase their cash flow, increase their leads, have more time, and you know, make more profit so that they can have a greater impact in the world. I want you to help them get free. And so we did this. I brought 10 separate business owners and trained them for one year to be able to work in unison. Now, 10 alphas, you know, people who are pretty much at the top of their game, to yeah. make them work as one is a hell of a task. I had no idea what I was oh, yeah. myself into. <laughs> it, it was literally like, you know, rounding up cats. And so we, we run this event. Everybody in the in all these industries, you know, people who've been promoting Tony Robbins and all that, they said, Johan, you cannot run an event and charge $1,000 per ticket. Only Tony Robbins does that. And I said, okay, well, uh, thank you for your advice, but I'm going to do what I'm going to do anyway. And I run this event and we have 150 people attend and the, the event is sold out. We have an amazing two days and that sparks this movement of people walking around calling themselves business authorities now. And so then we create the business authorities community. And in one year, we've got 3,000 people in there. We've got, I think, 700 people who are interacting on the Facebook page all the time. We have quarterly events where people just come, they create, the, the purpose of the events is so that they can create joint ventures amongst themselves and you know, learn from the experts of people who are at the coalface with the main topics we talk about is more leads, more profit, more time, and more impact. Now that business was built to create impacts. It was not created to make a profit. Although, you know, my mentor keeps telling me, you do need to make a profit at some stage because you can't <laughs> keep funding it. I said, yes, I know. So it, it has now created 1,080,000 impacts. What is an impact? One impact is, you know, you come to one of our events, you buy one of our anything, a child gets water for the next year, a child gets education for the next year. We ran an event in November because it was freezing in Europe. You know, children in the Ukraine got clothing for the entire winter. And so that's, that's what we talked about. This business was built to create impacts. And then I told you that the, the, third, the second business, which took four years to get to 20 million, I said, hey, what if yeah. we could redo it and do it much quicker? So we built the fourth business in October last year. And it's a, it's a digital agency with four services only. We only do automation, um, strategy, platform builds, and app builds, because those are our most highly profitable for us, but high return on investment for the end user. So it's a win-win yeah. for everybody. Now, in, so that started in October. What are we now? March. By the end of, end of February, we had 7 million in the pipeline. So I think we're going to beat our record. <laughs> That's <laughs> great. So the, essentially then, because of what you've learned along this journey, you've pulled all those pieces together and you're in a position now to really create a company the way you'd want to. Exactly. It's not, not guesswork anymore. That first company was pure guesswork, blood, sweat, sure. tears, and just extremely low profitability, high volume, but low profitability. Second and, one is sort of yeah. right place, right time. Exactly. And it's you, you did have a, you had a, a genesis of an idea that was, you know, the, the thing that made the thing start to happen, but it was just kind of things fell in place. The third one <laughs> exactly. is really a, a passion, right? Of wanting Correct. to help people especially business owners and the fourth one seems like it almost combines all of those but now it's done intentionally exactly so if you like the only reason i hesitated to have you tell your story and of course i had you tell it because i thought it was really important for people to hear but the only hesitation i had is some people might think oh do i need to own four companies to be successful <laughs> and you know, the, the question i want to pose to you is you know, obviously, this is your life. This is the experience that you've had. This is where you are. You're not going to throw things away that you've been given and things that you've right. worked towards because there's both of that that goes on in these situations. But if you, if you found yourself having to start all over again, which of the four types of companies would you do? Because the first one is obviously, that one is really an employer, <laughs> right? You're helping a lot of people by giving them jobs. The second one is an equity play because Correct. it's a long-term play. The third one is, you know, making an impact in people's lives and giving to the community. 
The fourth one is cash flow. Which one of those would you start with? Cash flow. It all comes down to cash flow. Tell me about that. Why, why is cash flow such a big deal? Because without the cash flow, you can't really do anything with the cash flow. And by the way, we I wanted to bootstrap this company. I didn't invest any money into the company. The, I wanted to prove that we could build this from scratch. And we built it, yeah. one, by understanding exactly who our ideal clients were or are. And two, what is the product that can solve most of the problems of that ideal client? Turns out it's automation. So the fourth company is built purely to provide a service of automation. Now, we've all seen the technology curve. You know, there's an adoption curve. And yeah. automation two years ago or even four years ago was still in the, on the left-hand side of that curve. Now it's about to become mainstream and people are just so excited about automation. When we go in and we do a presentation around what automation brings to the table, they're blown away. They're, they're like, wow, you could re replace three of my staff or your automation is, does enough work to generate three extra staff for us. Or it's like yeah. having three extra staff for us. So I said, yes, most definitely. I said, we're going to create this amazing machine for you that's working for you 24-7, 365 days, no sick leave, no issues, no, you know, whatever. And it's always there working. And once it's working, you can only build on it. So it can only continually get better. And they're blown away by it. And their, their return on investment is massive. I have to call you out. You said earlier that you're not a salesman. <laughs> you yes. you were telling a story. You are a salesman. That, that got me excited as you were telling that story. You know, I've been around automation since 2007, you know, in terms yeah. of, in particular, Infusionsoft using it in our own company. And then as we built a company that, that expanded its capabilities. And, you know, I think I've become so accustomed to what, what automation can do. But you're right. I think mainstream is finally picking up on it. There's so much talk about AI and machine learning in the news and things like that, that finally people are starting to understand, oh, maybe this is something that could work for me. Maybe this <laughs> exactly. isn't just for Silicon Valley. Exactly. And that is that is our pitch. That is what we talk to them about. We say, hey, you, you know what machine learning is. You know what AI is. But you don't have the most basic fun fundamentals of automation. If I email you or if I enter in my details into your thing, into your contact form on your website, I get a thank you message sent. I go, what the hell is that? <laughs> I go, you need to build a relationship. You need to nurture me. By the time I call you the next time, I need to be sold. And now you have this machine which is there, which is educating me all day long. And then by the time I make that phone call to you, I'm already sold on exactly what I want. I'll give you an example. I had this, you know, this. I went through one of the people in our industries, I went through one of their funnels and it was a high ticket funnel. By the time I, they finished nurturing me, I get on this personalized phone call with their salesperson who's meant to design up, you know, the system for me live via Zoom. And I, as soon as the phone rings, I go, hey, I'm really excited. What do we need to get started? He's like, Johan, I'm going to design a system for you just for your agency. I go, look, I already know that you've probably done this a hundred times for 10 other agencies. Just pull me up one of this. He goes, no, 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 this is a personalized thing. I go, look, I'm already sold. I already know exactly what you're going to sell me. Take my credit card, charge it for 25,000. Let's go. <laughs> and he's like, but this was the easiest sale I ever made. I go, yes, because your automation was so good. I'm ready to buy because I already know exactly what I'm going to get. I've got a PDF. It tells me it outlines what I'm going to get sold. I've, I've read the details. He goes, wow. And so, Automation right now is the most exciting place to be in because it is the bridge between AI and machine learning and a normal business. Yeah. So how do you connect it? So you talked though about a cash flow business being the first one that you would start. Yes. And in this case, you're, you're riding on top of what is already a wave that you see that's coming. Is that, is that key to creating a cash flow company? What's key to creating a cash flow company? How, how do now, you... Value. It, okay, it tell, tell, me, tell me about that. As long as, so I'll, I'll give you an example. If we talk to any business owner, what is their, one of their number one problems? It's leads. So if I was to, if they said I needed more leads, I'd say, okay, we can attract the right leads to you, but can you convert them? We can only convert them if you have one offer. So this is an issue with my other, my first business. There's a hundred different things that people can buy from us. 
Yeah. If you nail down your one offer, fix your funnel. What is the offer? There's only one thing I can do on there. Sign up for an account. And then once I'm in the ecosystem, there's so many other beautiful integrations, which I didn't even know were there. And then I can choose my own path. It's, it's, it's incredible. You've designed it so well. And so just like, so the person has to know who they're going to serve. They need to know their numbers. So they need to know their profit margins. They need to know deliverabilities. They need to design the entire customer journey. And they need to know the value that that adds to the client. So at the start of my you know, story, I told you we were selling websites for $500. We now yep. sell websites for $50,000. What is the difference? <laughs> we're, the difference is we're selling them an all-in-one solution. Before, we, we thought we were in the business of building websites. So I'll, t- I'll tell you another quick story, and this will, this will make sense as to what business are you really in. So Henry Ford, when he built you know, Ford, he had 700 trucks, which he went and he was trying to sell to the four rail companies in America. They looked at him and told him to, to piss off, and they weren't interested because they're in the rail industry. Oh, sorry for yeah. my language, by the way. It must be an Australian thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you might not swear over there. We do. So anyway, so these rail companies said, no, go away. We don't, you know, we're not interested in your 700 trucks. Now, 80% of shipping is now done by trucks and 20% by rail. If those rail companies had realized that they're not in the rail industry, that they're in the transportation game, they would have bought that for pennies on the dollar and they would own all the trucks. Right. So when, when I was building websites, I thought I was in the website building game. But what does a website do? A website is on, online 24 hours a day, 365. Your ideal clients are coming there if you've done the traffic generation properly. They're getting an education. They're understanding exactly what the benefits are of interacting with you. They're getting nurtured. They're, going, they're opting in into whatever opt-in you have. They're getting nurtured. They're understanding your entire product all automatically. And when the phone rings, they're ringing to make an order. Now, is that worth $50,000? Yeah, so you recognize that the business you were in was in providing prepared and qualified leads. The business we're in is in the lifestyle and freedom business because no longer Uh do you have to go out and have meetings. You don't have to send follow-up emails and long things explaining what you do. You now have videos which are going out to your ideal clients saying, hey, you know, glad you opted in. This is what we do. This is how we're going to help you. And the person, by the time I'm glad that you took that, because you took that uh, a step further than than I was saying, because what I was saying is one of the things that that you're doing for them. But you are going to actually what they get out of it, which is very different from just the thing that's being done. That's I guess where a lot of people get confused when they talk just about features instead of the the benefit of the benefit of the feature, which Mm, is where you really want to be spending your time. That's 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 very cool. So that's that is then the secret then to you to creating cash flow is being very aware of what value it is that you're bringing to the market. Exactly. And then communicating that it's, in a way that they can go, oh, yeah, that's what I want. All about value. So my belief around money is that the more value you can create in the marketplace, the more people that appreciate that value the more money is in your bank account. So right now, if anybody who's listening thinks about their bank account, your bank account reflects the number of people you're serving. If you think about it, we're, we're, I'm recording this, I'm, you know, we're recording this, I'm on my phone. So every day by me using my phone, I'm giving thanks in a certain aspect to Steve Jobs, right? Because he created sure. this thing. This device is part of my life. It's, it's reflected in their bank account. I use Facebook every day. It's reflected in their bank account. I use Gmail. I use Google. It's reflected in their bank account. The number of people you're serving, the more people you can get out there, the more people you can add value to, especially through automation because you can get through to a lot of people. You know, the bigger your bank account is going to get. If your bank account is small right now, it means you're only serving yourself and your immediate family. That's very interesting. I like that. So then if you see somebody that has a small bank account, your first bit of advice to them is to look at what are they focusing on? Correct. Who are they serving and how many people are they serving and why are they serving so many, so little people? It is in this day and age, it is so easy to, to build a hundred thousand dollar a year or $250,000 a year business because you don't have to serve that many people. 
the average, you know, especially in automation, the average transaction is about $5,000 in Australia. I don't know what it is over there, but, you know, for Infusionsoft to, to build your could, campaigns. Could be in the same, same ballpark. Yeah. Correct. So on that 5,000 a month, you know, how many, how much, how many clients do you need to get to a hundred thousand dollar a year? So it's interesting because I think that there's two parts to that, right? One of it is, you know, getting the math, right. Wrapping your head around who you're going to serve, the value you're going to bring. But just like there was sort of for you, when you're telling the story about your, your second company, you get, you had to wrap your head around the idea that you could create something that would be that valuable. For sure. You know, that, the idea of a hundred million dollar company wasn't something you could even <laughs> fathom. You had to you had to start stretching your brain. And exactly. if it weren't for the confidence of your partners, you know, that may not have been something you could even have imagined could happen, right? I I would never have imagined that that would be part of my life or my trajectory. Sure. So it, it, sometimes you need somebody around you that believes a little bit bigger to help you. Exactly. Always, always be stretching. And at the start of the year, like I believe in manifestation, at the start of last year, I said, please, you know, universe, give me, give me some really, really cool mentors. And now I have three billionaires as my mentors. <laughs> I, was, I was like, what are you? That's you, a good exchange. You literally, <laughs> you literally get what you ask for. It is so funny. And this happens, you know, every year. Every year I ask for something and I get it. And it's because I focus on it. And yeah, there's, there's amazing stories around how I met those people and all that, but yeah, we, we'll talk about that another day. I don't want to. <laughs> well, you, you probably confused. weren't sitting in your office and then they just came up and found you though. No, no, no. I was sitting, I was sitting at a cafe. I'll tell you the story about one of my billionaire friends Sure. sitting at a cafe and, you know, having a coffee and I see this guy limping past me and I recognize the limp because he had torn his ACL. And I had recently just gotten over tearing my ACL in a tennis incident. So ACL is the knee, you know, rupture, torn the ACL. And so I see him limping and I said, hey, what happened to your knee? And he goes, I tore my ACL. I said, I tore my ACL too, but I bet you my, my story is better than yours. And so he, he sits down and he goes, sure, let's have a chat. And we talk for two hours. And then when he's getting up, he goes, you know, I've, I've not been able to spend more than five minutes with anybody because generally everybody's pitching me stuff or I get bored of them because they're not, they're not on the same intellectual capacity. He goes, I think you and I could you know, really get along. I said, all right, cool, where do you live? Turns out he lives 10 doors down from me. Oh, really? <laughs> and he went to the same school as me. And he's about 10 years my junior. So it's quite funny because he's, in this, he's built this amazing company and he's 10 years younger than me. And I'm getting advice from him. Now, again, that's me putting, putting egos and stuff aside, but it's just incredible what he's done. And yeah. you just never know what's around the corner or who you, you know, who you're about to meet. So I think that's interesting because you had to step out of your own little bubble and engage in the conversation in the first place. It wasn't like he just came up to you. You, <laughs> yeah. you had to do something. I think that's the reason I want to point that out is because I think sometimes people imagine, okay, things are just going to come to me, but I've never seen anything just come to somebody. Uh, they have to be doing something. Even if it's not the right thing, right? You've, you've got to be doing something and hopefully the best thing that you know how. And in that process and just being willing to give and, and create value for people, now you start seeing opportunities and doors open. Exactly. It's a really good meme. And it's this guy standing you know, in the forest with his mouth open. And his friend walks up to him and says, what are you doing? He goes, I'm waiting for a duck to fly into my mouth because I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's sad because so many people find themselves in that situation, right? Mm -hmm. I was having a conversation with a kid that I went to high school with, and he's kind of fallen more to this socialist type of idea. And it comes from his good heart, right? He wants to help the poor and the oppressed and the people that suffer. And I think that's all, you know, to be admired and good. How you go about doing that is an entirely different thing. But, you know, I... I think that the, the main cause for people suffering and struggling is that the way that they see the world is wrong. They see it as things have to show up to me or, you know, when's, when am I going to get the lucky break or why am I so unlucky <laughs> instead of recognizing that maybe there's a different way this thing works. You, you're, you're chuckling. What, what was your thought? Because back in 1996, I'm showing my age right now, but in 1996, <laughs> I read this book 
called Unlimited Wealth by Paul Zane Pilsner. And this book transformed my view of the world. And the, the premise of it is pretty much anywhere you look, there is wealth lying around everywhere. And all you have to do is help other people get to what they want to do. In, in this world, nobody actually cares about you. Nobody cares about me. They care about themselves. So if you help them go from A to B, wherever they want to go, you will get rewarded in return. And that philosophy stuck with me. And so because of that, I became a supporter of every human being that I meet. I just want to help them. I want to help yeah. them get to where they want to go. Because by me helping them, they're like, oh my God, Johan, you helped me so much. Let me connect you with this person. And then that'll take me on another journey and another exciting adventure. And it's just, I, I just love meeting people. See, that, that, that's what I find so neat is that when you get that philosophy, you, you can't hardly go wrong. You know, I, I just can't see how you can go wrong with that philosophy of just wanting to lift and, and help those around you. Because when you do that, I think, you know, I, I refer to him as God, that he can open your eyes to things that he would like to, to put into your life if you'd receive it. You know what I mean? He's not one exactly. to force things upon you. But if you open, <laughs> open your heart to receive things, he would love to be able to have some people helping him out. And, exactly. and all you have to do is just give him a chance. But that means you got to do something. You don't have to do it perfectly. You don't have to do it right. You just got to do something and then have that, that willingness, like you're saying, to want to lift and serve other people. And he will, he will teach you. If you're going the wrong way, if your business math is messed up, you know, you're doing everything wrong, he'll get you on the right path eventually if you keep on trying. Because, you know, I see that almost in this, in your story, right? You, you had that part where you had all the cash flow that you used to create the first company. But, you know, there's some things you would do differently today if you had to start that one over, I could tell. Oh, but, for sure. but you were doing something, right? And, and from that sprung something that is, you know, blesses the lives of 92 families, as you said. And then with the next one, again, you, you saw a problem. You're like, how can I help that person out? And it just turned into a big opportunity for you. Because I don't know, you know, that you really thought it was going to be anything near what it turned into when you started that. No but you knew, you know, there's something that probably could be fixed. Let me see if I can help. <laughs> and I think that that exactly. is, if somebody can take that whole philosophy, you know, because one of the things that I've noticed is that you've got people that seem to be stuck almost in, in classes, right? So you got the, the person who's the struggling entrepreneur. They're always trying to get to that place where they can at least not be um, hustling all the time, right? But they've mm. covered their expenses. They've got enough extra around that they're not worried about what's going to happen next. And they always seem to be bouncing in that realm. And then you got your next group is the people who have made it past that hump. They've got something good going on, but it kind of gets into a comfort zone, right? Yep. And it, they're kind of just they kind of sit there and it never goes anywhere. Then you got the other group of people that get a little bit bigger than that, but they can't imagine getting beyond, you know, eight figures. You know, that just, eight figures is just like the top of the world for them, you know? <laughs> and it's interesting as I've met people from each of these different groups, there's definitely a mindset, a way that they view the world that, that changes as they, as you go through the different stages of where these people find themselves. And it's interesting that now you're being mentored by billionaires, how you're getting a different, it's almost like, do you see the mindset you started with in 96? Is it changed any with, with the interaction Hell with yeah. your billionaire friends? Well, I, was, I was in the, the struggling entrepreneur for uh, that mindset for so long. Yeah. Because my, my justification, now this is, this is the key word, justification. I would cover my bills. I'd make sure everybody was getting paid. And then I would take two weeks to just learn a new course. And I'd go and buy a new course. And I'd start learning AdWords. And I'd start learning Facebook. And I'd start learning all these other things. And my justification was but I'm learning something. And I'm improving myself. But at the same time, I was depriving my family of the time with me of you know, being able to take them out and go and do other things because I was, yeah, yep, all the bills are paid, everybody's getting paid, I'm gonna use this little bit of extra time to learn and upgrade. But then when I realized, all I had to do was make a little shift going, hey, guess what? You can, you can move from the struggling entrepreneur zone into the next level where 
you've, you've got amazing people who are managing. By the way, the best thing I ever did was hire a general manager in my company. He yeah. took away all the stress. I didn't even have to work, I didn't have to work in the business anymore. I was no longer self-employed. I was now a business owner because the business ran without me. And that shift, that's a pretty was, big shift. <laughs> that yeah. shift transformed everything. I, was, wow. I remember Sorry, reading cash flow quadrant and yes. seeing that little diagram and being very disappointed because I <laughs> thought too. being an entrepreneur was, was the same thing as being a business owner. I thought, oh, uh, shoot, that's not the same thing. <laughs> that's right. That's the, that's the exact same disappointment I had. I went, oh, this time I thought I was a business owner. I'm just self-employed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yes. The, the, so the then what, what was the, what's the shift then that you noticed that happens? That's Is that one of the first shifts is going from well, – because you, yeah. you called it justification. I like to call it the story I tell myself. Right. Yes, exactly. Same. There's a same, story that exactly. we tell ourselves that keeps us in this little cage of our own making. Yes. And, and, and the story, and you think the cage is real and that's the problem, isn't it? Yeah, there, there is no cage. It's, it's crazy. Let, let me share one more quick realization. Yes, please. You. I, I have the privilege of speaking to some of the most successful people. And I also have the opportunity to speak to, people who are very poor in their mindset. The distinction that I've noticed between the two, every time I meet anybody who is successful, now it doesn't have to be monetarily successful, it's just successful. The first thing that they do is they tell me everything that they want to achieve. They tell me all their ideas. Mm. Now you see the difference between the poor people or in the mindset. They tell me, I've got this great idea, but Johan, I can't tell you this idea because I know that you have a software company <laughs> and you're going to copy my idea. <laughs> I went, what? I go, I can't tell you the idea yet, but I'll tell you when it's ready. I'm like, all right. So I see them a year later. I go, how's your idea going? You know, in a year, you must have achieved a lot. Oh, you know, uh, this thing happened and then I got busy with work and this year, this is going to be the year that I'm going to do it. I said, okay, cool. And then anyway, three years later, they go, Uber copied my idea, or Uber Eats copied my idea, or Facebook stole my idea. That was my idea. Well, okay, that's interesting. Whereas when I meet successful people, they tell me about all their plans, and then what? Not it's it's human nature. As soon as somebody tells you, so I'll give you an example. As soon as somebody says, "Hey, I'm thinking, I've got to figure out how to," you know, people aren't reading their emails that much anymore, but I need to be able to get to them on their phone. Should I build an app? I go, no, you don't need you don't need an app. You just need text messaging. Go to fix your funnel. They'll help you out. <laughs> Get it all set up there. And, you know, it's by them telling me their problem, I can tell them the solution because I've already got yeah. the experience around what they need to do. And so. It's almost yeah. sad because the person who's struggling in that situation where they don't want to tell anybody their ideas doesn't realize the idea isn't the real easy part. It's you got to do all the stuff, right? You got to get <laughs> the, the people and the resources. Yeah, so you can tell yeah. me every idea in the world. And I've heard a lot of great ones, but I can't possibly imagine me trying to implement even a, a fraction of them. <laughs> you, know, I, you know, I've got my team and we got what we're working on. And, you know, that's, you know, the, I, if anything, if I hear somebody with a great idea, I want to encourage them so that, you know, that's something I can utilize, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to create everything. I just want to be able to have access to it. Uh, well, that's great. I met this guy the other day and he told me that he'd registered 400 domains and they're all great ideas. I went, oh my God. I, I was like, he said, what do you mean? I said, well, you've got 400 domains. What happens after you have the domain? What, what's next? He goes, well, I'm going to build a website. He goes, yeah, but it's okay. I've got quick funnels. It's fine. I said, okay, cool. Yeah, I go, what are, what are you going to put on there? He goes, I've got a mate who's a copywriter. He's going to write all the copy for me. So, okay. But then you have to go sell it. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got, you know, I'll figure out how to sell it. I go, you're talking about 400 complete different businesses that he had ideas for with all multiple different business models. And he was planning to build all these out over the next couple of years. I said, just start with one. One is all you need. You don't need, you don't need 400, my friend. Oh, <laughs> It's a lot of work you put on your, your plate and then you're setting yourself up for failure. Because what yeah. happens when I meet you in six months and I say, how's those 400 domains going for you? How many have you launched? And you'll say, none. It's, you get defeated, 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 and then you self-sabotage. And you go, 
I'm not going to do this. Just yeah. start with one, one right? Exactly. Get some base hits. Get some things to happen. It's interesting what will happen because you like you couldn't have predicted the path that you that took you to where you are today, could you? No, no one, no one can. No, no. One, no one can predict where life takes them. You can design it as much as you can. Like me and my wife, we do an exercise every quarter. We sit down and we design who is in our life, who is out of our lives, what our finances look like, where do we want to travel, you know, how do we want to raise the kids, who the kids' friends are going to be. Oh, like we literally plan out as much as we can. But life throws you these curveballs which you don't expect and you cannot anticipate. And it takes you on these amazing journeys which you, didn't, you couldn't have planned for. So, yes. But having yeah. a plan is good because it gives you direction. Yeah, and that's all you need is some direction so you can start putting your energy into focus. And then at that point, now you get to see the fun part, which is what happens. Every day I give thanks to the Lord for all of my blessings and all the people around me. It's just incredible. Johan, this has been a real pleasure. I want to thank you for for making time to to share with those who will listen to this episode of the podcast. I I hope that if you you've been listening, that maybe you've rewound a couple of times and listened to because what I've noticed is there's some subtle differences between those who are successful and those who are not. There's some big things, right? You talked about mindset and kind of things like that. But maybe just evaluating what story are you telling yourself? you know, looking at the business from just on the practical side of the cash flow, am I making sure that the business is cash flowing so that, you know, I'm going to be able to stick around long enough to learn the rest of the lessons that the business needs to teach me. But, you know, just in that story that you're telling yourself that that has such a huge impact. I hope that folks that were listening, that you'll, you'll think about what stories do you allow yourself to use to keep you in a little cage of your own making. If people wanted to to connect with you either for the business authorities community or with Earthlink Alliance, which is your, your automation company, what would be the best way for them to go about reaching out to you? For sure. They can go to businessauthorities.com or they can go on Facebook and search business authorities community, join the community. There's amazing people in there. You'll, you'll meet some like-minded people. And with Earthlink Alliance, it's earthlinkalliance.io. So those are the companies. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a real pleasure talking to you. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much.